Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And head on over to supertalktv.com. You can watch us on your computer or your mobile device as well. And today, we're going to learn more about the first accredited zero net energy, also known as ZNE, home here in Mississippi. It was unveiled during a dedication ceremony in Jackson by Atmos Energy for Habitat for Humanity, Mississippi Capital Area. And Miss Linda Walters with Atmos Energy joins us today to share a little bit more. Welcome. You can get thank you yeah. for inviting oh, me. Waters. Sorry, Linda Waters. Um, is in, So this is exciting. So this is the first one. How long has something like this been in the making? Actually, our, our leaders of our company, Atmos Energy, um, plug you're a natural gas company um decided that we wanted to come together and be a uh, we believe we play a vital role in the um low carbon energy future so our leaders came together thought of the concept and on april uh of this year of last year the concept was put into action here in mississippi with habitat for humanity which is an extremely good cause and it's always important i've learned uh, i've done my homework or i've been taught that habitat for humanity mississippi capital area matters because although the great work that the Na- national ha- um, um, habitat for humanity does anytime we talk about giving or being a part of you have to specify the mississippi area for the funds to go and to support that and they are doing some great things and i know you guys are dedicated board members of habitat here in mississippi so why is that such a great partnership um so uh, habitat for humanity part of their mission statement is to put into action doing good mm-hmm. that really aligns with who we are as a company we are good uh, we strive to be good corporate citizens and give back in the communities where we serve and mostly where our employees work and live. So uh, we align in such a great partnership and such a great opportunity to make a difference in the community. And give us a little background about Habitat for Humanity. If some don't know exactly what they do, maybe they build houses, but it's a little bit more than that. How do you describe that when people ask about Habitat? Habitat for Humanity is an organization. uh, It's basically affiliated with the international Habitat, but uh, on the local level, Level, Habitat for Humanity has the option to choose um, the type of homes they want to build. And um, in order for someone to, I guess there's there's a waiting list, of course, Habitat for, for Humanity built affordable homes for low-income families. And it's not just a give someone a home, you move in and it's all for free. 
there's a lot of hard work and effort down on the um, efforts on the part of the homeowner that must be invested into building a habitat home. So uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it, volunteerism, a lot of support from the community and companies such as Atmos Energy. And then they also have um, an affordable mortgage as well, just like everyone else does. So I think that's an important piece that some folks miss sometimes is how much effort goes in by the future homeowner for that. And just like anyone else, if you default on your mortgage or you don't hold up your end of the bargain, you know, it's not a guaranteed you know place until it's until it's yours. So it's very similar to traditional homeowning. It's just, you know, meeting people where they are and giving them that opportunity because, man, having the opportunity to own your own home brings so many other good things for a family who may have found themselves, you know, on hard times. Yes, and um, I can tell you, coming from humble beginnings, um, it makes a difference and it matters to have a place to call home, um, to have a place, a yard for the kids to play in, to have a place and to be in a community where your, your kids are safe and you feel safe and comfortable, um, that you have a, a dwelling, a home, a place that you can live and a place where you can bake the cookies in that natural gas oven and bake turkeys for Thanksgiving. Um, so it's really important to uh, to have a, a home that's safe and uh, and affordable. Now, the one thing about this headline that I really liked, Miss Linda, was this idea of zero net energy, because I thought, man, y'all are starting it out there with Habitat. How cool is that? I mean, that's a great place to sort of introduce, um, introduce it and unveil it. But I feel like it's got a lot of benefits that other homeowners might could take part of, you know, looking at if you're making repairs or you're making, uh, you know, things for the future. Like, so what does that mean? What does zero net energy housing mean? Uh, a zero net energy home is a home that produces as much energy as it consumes in a year, uh, which results in zero net energy consumption and a zero a, a carbon neutral home. Um, Atmos is a vital vital player and key player in um, our goals for our state and for our nation on being one of those organizations that focuses has a key focus on being a vital part of the low carbon energy future. Does that make for less energy bills? Lower energy bills, for sure. You had me there. <laughs> I think that's what everybody's sort of, you know, looking at uh, in terms of if you're investing in different equipment or maybe, you know, it's time to get a new air conditioner. I don't know, or all the things or you're building a home. It's like, OK, there's so many choices out there and there's so many things to think about, like long term. But I guess those type of investments have like longer term benefits than maybe up front. Or how do you explain it? Ms. Or how do uh, how does Atmos explain it, Miss Linda? There are long term and immediate uh, benefits from um, having energy efficiency and energy efficiency appliances. Of course, it um, it adds to the factor that uh, natural gas is an affordable energy resource for homes. It's an affordable fuel source. Um, with energy efficient appliances, you use less energy, and of course, the lower uh, less energy you, you use, the lower your cost to fuel your home. So, having a um, a Z&E home really is one that's energy efficient and it's affordable. Along with uh, having energy efficient appliances, um, you use uh, the ratings on those appliances or high efficiency appliances. And of course, the higher the rating, the better the the, uh, the higher the quality of the appliance. There's also rebates that are available to uh, to um, homeowners uh, for changing out their natural gas appliances and uh, getting more energy efficient appliances. So those are really good things to know. So what are the type of, so the whole home there for Habitat, top to bottom, how did you guys 
go in to make it a zero net energy? I mean, was it just appliances? Was it also lighting? I mean, there's so many other things I think of when it when it comes to energy use. So the concept within the concept is a balanced approach uh, of use of natural gas, solar and um, high rating or energy efficient uh, appliances, uh, high energy star rating appliances, insulation. There's a whole gamut of um, of um, ideas and concepts that are applied to make that home a, a zero net energy home. Would it depend on maybe where you are or the uh, in terms of Mississippi, what you would need or not need, but uh, depending on what the weather patterns are like or, or does all that get sort of taken into it? When I think of solar, um, you know, you think about how much sunlight do you get versus if it's not. And I don't know if I think in Mississippi, we'll probably all get sun depending on exactly where your house is situated. But all those things matter, right? They do. And one of the things to take into consideration when using solar panels is position of the home. So if you have it in a location, as a matter of fact, the lot where the uh, Habitat home is located, there, um, we had we removed a few, few trees just so that we can have additional, so we can have good sunlight to provide uh, the energy to that solar panel. What would be the ideal positioning of the home? Per- would be perfect sunlight, no no tree uh, obstruction. So I'm I'm um, let's say I'm one of those people that have a poor sense of direction. So whichever direction okay. the sun Me is too. rising, <laughs> <laughs> Rhino, hop in. Which way? So I guess east. The sun rises in the east and sets right. in the west. Hey, I'm I'm smarter than I realized. You did, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you'd have just said the direction the sun rises, I would have just yes, ma'am. Okay. I wouldn't have even thought about it. So that so wherever. So you would position your home to where the sun rises and sets. So then, obviously, you're getting the maximum amount of sunlight Absolutely. Uh, over that. Yes. Is this really the way of the future? Do y'all see it that way? Or maybe not the full future, but, mm, you know, a, ba- a nice balance. It is ideal for the future. Um, of course, I imagine you've seen stories in the news about um, um, low carbon emissions. And Atmos is dedicated to being a part of the clean energy future. And um, so, yes, we do believe that this is a part of the uh, part of the future. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. You guys chose to uh, partner with such a reputable and uh, meaningful uh, organization here in Mississippi, Habitat for Humanity. Again, that's Mississippi capital area. That matters. Um, any hopes for more Z&E homes with them in the future? Um, there are talks, so we'll have to see where things go. Uh, but we are having conversations about additional um, Z&E homes, in not only in Mississippi, but across our entire enterprise and footprint. Uh, we have uh, Z&E homes in other states as well. So, yes, we um, we think there's a bright future ahead for a Z&E home. If somebody wants more information on it, where do they go? I highly recommend that they visit our website at www.atmosenergy.com. Learn more about who we are. As Not only do we give back to the communities where we work and we live and we serve, we uh, volunteer a number of hours in the community. So I invite them to go to our website, learn about us, look into us, find out more about the z Home. And um, if they have any issues or any concerns as a natural gas customer, we invite them to give us a call. All righty. I think it's really cool. Congratulations. I think it's, it's nothing but good things. And, too, with your partnership for Habitat, I think it's I think it's good work. So I appreciate your time, Ms. Linda Waters. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> All right, y'all stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next.
upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Yet. Good Things is streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app. Of course, you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And give you a little teaser, too. Country music superstar Morgan Wallen is coming to Oxford in April. And Supertalk Mississippi is going to give you an opportunity to win some tickets. If you know, you know. If you don't know, then you're not excited. But if you do know, you're real excited. The Morgan Wallen ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit. King's Daughters Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. And if your business would like to take part in this incredible promotion, you can contact your local Supertalk Mississippi Media sales rep to find out more at sales at supertalk.fm. It's going to be a good time. The Turners already have their tickets, and it was part of... Well, you can't win them anyway. I can't win them anyways, which I, I said you should have told me that we were going to do this prior to, you know, Santa making out his his um his list of things to get the ten year old. Um I would have gotten a cousin or something to <laughs> to call in. No, we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have done that. So it's going to be a good time. Hopefully it's a great lineup and you just have to stick around to find out how to win and when that's all um, when that's all going down. Is there many things you would turn down a thousand dollars for to eat before bed? Is there anything you wouldn't <laughs> get a thousand dollars for to eat before I know where bed? This is going. Do you already know this? Have you have you I, read I've this? I've seen it. I have not read it. You have not I read it. I saw the headline. I didn't know the details. Would you? Okay. So the headline. Okay. Let me just give you the headline. Company offers $1,000 to eat cheese before bed. That's the headline. So a mattress reviewing website is seeking study participants willing to get paid a thousand, a grand, 10 Benjamins to eat cheese snacks before going to sleep. Sleep Junkie announced it's seeking its five, and you know what they call them? <laughs> Dairy Dreamers. For a study, <laughs> I almost can't say it with a straight face, for a study that seeks to address the commonly held belief that consuming cheese or other dairy products before bed, and then my, mm, I guess you end up dreaming about them. Or does it cause nightmares? Or does it cause nightmares? Maybe so. Let me get it com- pulled I've back up. I've always heard that. I've actually never heard dairy causing nightmares, but I have heard if you eat a large, greasy meal or item before bed, even though that may be the thing you're craving if you're a little inebriated at 2 in the morning. But the the greasiness would cause nightmares. I've never subscribed to that, but I've heard it. So I can imagine maybe they're taking a different angle on it. It is nightmares. And then the five chosen dairy dreamers will be asked to track their sleep and provide written evaluations of their sleep quality, energy level throughout the day, and reports of dreams and nightmares after consuming various cheese products. So you get a smorgasbord, you get your own charcuterie board prior yeah, to Yeah, but sleep. I mean, with the price of cheese, that $1,000 isn't going to go very far. No. Pro- well, I don't know. Or do I get to expense my cheeses? I'm going to assume that you get to expense your cheeses. The study will last for three months. So it's a lot of cheese. It's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of cheese. That's a lot. You would have you would have to get expensed for your 
for your cheese because three months. I don't know if you're doing ev- if it's every night. We're gonna take a trip to the Mayfest store. We're gonna have a whole bunch of eating. Well, this cheese. is starting to sound less and less appealing because three months, a thousand dollars. That's what three hundred and thirty ish, thirty three dollars a month for you. And thirty three cents. And thirty three cents, and then you divide that out into thirty. If you do it average, if you did that every night, would be what? You can basically pay a tenner a night. Yeah. For or maybe even less. Maybe even less a night to potentially be constipated for the next 24 hours by doing it every, look, for three months. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a cheese lover. I eat cheese. I think cheese is great. That's You start to get, by the end of it, you're having nightmares of having to eat the cheese before bed. Like you start to have, like it starts to become like a drain. And then, I wonder if there's a minimum amount of cheese you have to eat. Like so can now, you just have a little baby bill? I don't know. And now I'm wondering, like if you back out, like if you get halfway through it, when do they give you your, your $1,000? Or do they pay you by night? And then you sort of, I don't know. You know this. I could just imagine that being a very interesting but also very boring job where you're just sitting there at wherever it is, the mattress survey place, and you, you're waiting on the message to come in with the proof that somebody ate their cheese that night, and then you Venmo them ten bucks real quick. It, it, it you know, it was really, it was a really exciting headline to begin with, and then it just slowly whittled it down. They had me at a thousand dollars to eat cheese before bed, and then when you start, you know, they always say the devil's in the details. You start whittling all that down, and it's like, well, maybe this isn't as, you know, the grass, everything that uh, glitters isn't gold necessarily. It'd be amazing for a college student, though. It would be. I mean, if you, yes. Especially if you got if you got reimbursed for the cheese, on top of getting paid the grand, because now some of your groceries are being covered for it as well. Speaking of cheese, the best way to or one of the best ways to enjoy cheese is obviously on pizza. Here's a less, I guess, tricky headline: World's largest pizza party record was broken in Oklahoma. I think this is cool that they even tried it, and it was at Oklahoma University. And a pizzeria chain, they teamed up to break the Guinness World Record for the largest pizza party. Now you're wondering who paid for the pizza. But they said it took about eight months to organize the world record attempt at the University of Tulsa. Again, college kids, cheese, pizza. So they cooked 1,000 pizzas to serve to fans prior to the university's basketball game against the Tulane Green Waves at the Reynolds Court Center Court. And I was trying to see how many. 3,357 people finished their pizza and water. And it raised $40,000 for Make-A-Wish there in Oklahoma, which is really cool. Okay, math is hard, but we're doing it today on good things here. 1,000 pizzas. How many slices come in a pizza? Uh, it depends. You can get anywhere from 8 to 15 slices. Well, you want to say 10? 10? 10 slices yeah, of pizza? Yeah, 10 slices of pizza out of 1,000 pizzas is... 10,000 slices. 10,000 slices divided by, let's just keep it easy, 3,300 people. It's about three slices of pizza. So about three slices of piece. I was trying to figure out if they all just got a slice of pizza or if they actually got to, like, eat pizza for dinner. It's like, hey, welcome. You get a slither of a cheese pizza. It's real Call hard it to party. hand somebody that little skinny sliver of pizza... When you have a stack of a thousand, so okay, this is getting this gets better. Some folks just had way too much time on their hands, including the Guinness World Book of Records people who come up with the rules. So the rules required here to, we go to break the pizza party 
guess, uh, whatever record. Each participant to eat two slices of pizza and drink a small bottle of water during the 15-minute time limit. That's not a party. That's like a... <laughs> you got to come in, you got to eat your pizza, and you got to go. I don't know. Maybe that's genius. Maybe uh, I feel like up. there should have been a different stipulation, but it might not have been kosher. And, and when I think of a pizza party, I think of pizzas, usually cut with the little thin slices, and the little paper wax-coated cups, usually saying Coca-Cola on the side, Mm-mm. and two liters. Mm-hmm. Where, where's the table of people filling cups out of two liters? Because that's a pizza party. That is a pizza party. You're at, absolutely correct. Um, and then it spills everywhere. Oh yeah, and it's a big th- it's a big thing. But, but you there's go something th- about the flavor of two liter Coca Cola coming out of that paper cup with the wax coating. And you don't even get ice because whoever's doing the party is either trying to minimize the effort that goes into feeding all the children, or they just didn't want to pay for it, or whatever it may be. And so they chilled the two liters prior to, which is a completely different experience than just getting a two liter and pouring it and hearing it. S- over over the ice, which there's something very satisfying about that. It's automatically flat. It is it something about putting it in the refrigerator and letting the two liter get chilled and then serving the soda com- is a completely different experience than soda cup ice. <laughs> I have a, a, a confession to make. You like it that way? No, but uh, I'm thinking about two liters in pizza, and my confession is I have actually ordered from a pizza place, but all I got was two liters. Really? Yeah. Why? Is that back before? Because nobody at the residence was in a state where we could drive to get more mixers. Huh. So that, but that, but that was before... DoorDash or Correct. all of that. So you've, you've that was really the only way to get Coca Cola or Pepsi delivered was to order pizza, but not order the pizza, just order their two. I liters. think that was very smart, and responsible of you and your irresponsible time. How, what did the guy look at you at the other? They you didn't throw in like a mini pizza or like something like chicken wings. I mean, just a dessert. We already had plenty of food. We just needed more drinks. Do you remember the look on their face when they just like were like delivering you two cups? He was kind of laughing about it as he was toting all these two liters up to the door. Hey, I hope you tipped him. Oh yeah, we tipped. All right, we'll stick with this. We got more for you. I'm next. I've been waiting so long. I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going in the sunshine of your Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm 
going to be interested to learn what this music choice is related to with Miss Tanya here on this Friday here on Good Things to Talk About Movies. I don't know this one. Am I supposed to know it? Maybe not. This is uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the epic trailer version by Elton John, and it's the trailer music for the uh, new Ant-Man Quantum Mania <gasps> trailer. Oh, Miss Tanya was like, I don't know this yeah. is either. Speaking of Elton John, I saw where him and Dolly are partnering up to do something. I don't know what. All I saw was they're partnering up. It's like, that's going to be amazing, whatever yeah. it is. But. I know. Dolly's like, I mean, not that she's ever gone away, but she's also got a movie I mean, a song for the new movie, 80 for Brady, that was released this week, and people are going nuts over it. So, well, you like to see those in their formative years to be, or not formative, I guess, uh, wiser years. Yeah. Really rocking it out. Okay, so a lot going on this weekend. Catch us up, Miss Tanya. Yeah, well, the Oscar nominations came out this week. Oh, what day? When do they come out now? Uh, these came out Tuesday morning. Um, during COVID, they started getting away from the live announcement. Um, but they're, they've gone back to that, which is fun because, you know, it's 530 in LA, 730 here. So it's a reasonable time for us to find out who got nominated, but all of your, publicists and everybody in the industry are having to get up and set their alarms so that they can find out what happens. You know, at every time an actor gets nominated and they interview them to get their reaction, they always say, oh, no, I was asleep and I woke up to 30 minutes. No, they didn't. No, they were up but, uh, watching it just mm-hmm. like the rest of us. Absolutely. I know yeah. I would be. Yeah, I, was yeah for sure. Yeah. If you thought there was a shot, you would definitely want to be one of the first to know. But, yes, I'm really excited to say that Top Gun is one that got nominated. And so you don't always see the blockbusters get nominated, but I think, you know, the Oscars changed their format a little bit a few years ago where they can have up to 10 nominees for Best Picture. And some years they have 10, some years fewer. Uh, let's see. I think they have 10 this year. Um, but the reason they did that is to keep blockbusters from getting shut out because the ratings are so bad. And so they feel like people will tune in if you have another Titanic or you know, now Top Gun. So you've got Top Gun in there and then also Avatar, The Way of Water made it. So that's two huge movies, probably the two biggest of the year right there. Um, and then you've also got All Quiet on the Western Front, which really has not been released wide yet. Um, the Banshees of Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar... Triangle of Sadness, which I had never heard of until they got an Oscar nomination, and then Women Talking. And Women Talking is actually the only new release in theaters this weekend. Have you seen that? I have, and um, I, I know we briefly talked about it last week. It's based on a book, and it's about this little religious cult where um, these the women figure out That's that right. they are being assaulted. They're being drugged and assaulted in their sleep, and so or while they're drugged up. And so I know it's awful. And so they, you know, one of them kind of goes nuts and gets this axe thing and starts, you know, trying to attack a man. And that's what gains 
the crime attention and they all get arrested. So while the men are gone, the women meet in a barn. And I mean, they just are in this barn <laughs> talking and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Are they going to fight, stay and fight, stay, do nothing, just keep going with the flow or leave? And this is a period of time where women were second class citizens. They weren't educated. So being on their own, yeah, yeah, it was like an impossibility, really, because they would have no way to to take care of themselves and their kids. So um, and that was the other thing. They would have to leave behind their their boys. And, you know, that so that's just all part of their discussions on trying to figure out what to do. But um, anyway, it did get nominated for the film and I believe adapted screenplay. but that was it. None of the actresses got nominated. So, and I think it may be one of those where there's just so many and they really, it's a great performance, but it's definitely one of those that you got to be in the mood to watch it. It's just a lot of talking, which is appropriate for the name, I guess. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, so anyway, also with the Oscar nominations coming out, a lot of these movies are being re-released. So if they haven't come out yet, they will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And then if they've already come out, they're going to make another visit. Like I saw this morning that Elvis is coming back to theaters. Well, that's so, exciting. Yeah. So if you missed any of these first go round, um, of course, Avatar's still out there. Um, but you know, you get a shot at going to see it again on the big screen. Any other shockers um, or letdowns? I think um, the biggest snub that I've been hearing about is Tom Cruise did not get nominated for Best Actor, and they felt like he should have. Um, I agree, even though he's not my favorite person. Yeah. I mean, that's a, he was a great performance. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the biggest, um, you know, the... The Triangle of Sadness was a big surprise, and a few of its actors got some nominations, too, which bumped other people. So, like, I was very disappointed, and I would consider this a big snub, too. Teal got nothing. Um, The actress that played um, his mom, I just cannot believe she didn't get nominated. She had gotten, I mean, she's been in every other award show. Um, I don't know that she's won any of Still, the big awards, the but yeah, I mean, I just can't believe she's not in the mix. Um, and then the film itself, you know, I'm surprised it didn't get a little more attention. So. Anyway, but the one everybody wants to talk about is Tom Cruise because I'm sure that sells newspapers. And <laughs> when is the Oscars? Uh, it is March the 12th, I believe, a Sunday night. So we've got a little over a month. Who will be hosting it? Jimmy Kimmel. So he has done that in the past. He was the host the year of the infamous um, envelope mix-up. So we'll see. They should have asked Chris Rock back. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it would have been obviously the elephant's going to be in the room anyway. So one of them should be there. Yeah. And you never know. I wonder if they did, you know, and That's he true. may have said no. Yeah. He may have had his feel for the Oscars for a while. We all know Will Smith. We watch it just where we are. Yeah. Snug as a bug at a rug at home. That's exactly for 10 years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was not uh, waiting for nomination. No, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there also are two new releases straight to home streaming. One's on Netflix and the other's on Amazon. One of them is called You People. And this is a stellar cast. You got Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy. 
uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, David Duchovny. Uh, but it's a group about, I mean, it's a movie, it's rated R about um, a new couple and their families just navigating the dynamics of modern love. So you've got that out there. And then the other one is called Maybe I Do. And it's about a young couple. Uh, Emma Roberts is the bride who they're, you know, they're in the point in their relationship where they decide it's time for marriage. And so they decide it's time for our families to meet each other. And when they do, little do they know their parents already know each other because they're having affairs with each other. So, well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> Another PG thirteen. I mean PG thirteen. So Susan, that shouldn't be. There's nothing about that that should be PG thirteen. <laughs> but it's another great cast: Susan Sarandon, Richard Gere, and Diane Keaton play the parents. So you oh, know, okay, a lot of yeah. big names. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot, lot of offerings this weekend. Uh, on the text line, we said they're talking about the um, connection, reminding us of the connection for 80s for Brady with Dolly, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. They were also in nine to five together. So, oh, yeah. So that's Dolly's, I guess, way of yeah. of adding to being mm-hmm. back with the girls. But I, I guess she doesn't necessarily have a role in the movie. Have yeah, you seen I that one yet? Thought, no, they're actually doing sneak peeks this weekend. So I think Saturday night. Maybe some on Sunday. I hope they stream that one. I mean, I'm not paying to go watch a movie about Tom Brady at the, at the theater, but I would love, like, I would totally veg out and stream that just for the ladies. Yeah, it's going to be good. And they all look so good. You know, it's just, they're all aging gracefully. Well, you get to go back and watch like the tent of the like best pictures. Um, will you get like streaming or anything like if you want to go back and see the ones you hadn't seen or yeah, you have to go and I get screeners, which sometimes is a digital digital you know file and sometimes it's an actual cd or dvd they still make um, those they still um it's funny how few each year you get fewer and fewer though they're everybody's going digital but i it's watermarked it's got my name on it so when i'm watching the movie my name bounces around from time to time so that they can trace it to me if i like let it go give it to somebody yeah so i sign an agreement that i'm keeping them very very carefully locked up and as soon as oscar night is over i have to destroy them so i haven't Look told them that's like some secret underground yeah. world or anything it's kind of cool though all righty jeff in oxford said he finally got to see top gun maverick just wow okay jeff you're i thought i was late to the party you were late to that party but we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. We're on computer, your mobile device, or you can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, or YouTube. You can also watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV. And if you've got C Spire TV, you can find us on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And even though it's a little bit nippy in the air, it was a beautiful. 
beautiful day, at least here in central Mississippi. It warmed up a bit. It warmed up a little bit. Do we feel like we're going to get, I know spring break is still a couple, well, it's like a month and a half away. (laughs) And so, you know, like the month is moving fast, Rebecca, but maybe it's, I mean, the year's moving fast, but maybe the year's not moving that fast, but you Jen, you typically think we get another cold snap closer to around um, spring break time or Easter. So that's going to be like March. So we still, I guess, got a while for chillier weather. Well, it depends on which side of the fence you're going to fall on. So I'm going to jinx it either way. Oh, good. But uh, there is uh, hushed whispers of potential wintry precipitation. You and the weather gods? Hushed whispering behind closed doors? No. Where? Here? Mississippi? Looks like it's going to be more in northern Mississippi, but, uh, yeah, the weatherman did kind of hint at that. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. the extended forecast. Nobody invited me to that meeting. Don't really know how I really feel about that. Now that I've said it, it's jinxed. Good. Yay. But now I'm angry about it. (laughs) It won't be mild. It will be like six inches of snow or something absolutely absurd um like that but but maybe not maybe not at all okay jeff in oxford i was picking on you and i guess technically i've been late to many more parties than just the uh top gun maverick but it feels like the whole entire world had seen it within the first six months of it so it's hard to think that there are still folks out there who hadn't but i'm going to guess rana you hadn't seen it either have you I was about to say, do you want to feel better about yourself? Because I still have not seen Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so there, so are there other blockbusters? I guess recent blockbusters. Well, we could have we could have the argument of any major blockbuster, and then you'd have to define blockbuster. But hey, it's a Friday here on Good Things. Is there one that you haven't still haven't seen, and is out of spite, or just hadn't gotten around to it? Besides I mean, Top Gun Maverick, out of spite, I still have not watched the last Star Wars movie. <gasps> That's right, which is like blasphemy because you're like... Oh, yeah, I grew up loving the original trilogy, and I was at the perfect age to where I appreciated the prequels. But after that second sequel, that spoiler alert, the scene towards the very beginning where Luke Skywalker is looking at his old lightsaber and just chucks it over his shoulder, that was the moment my brain clicked and goes, I'm too old for this. I don't care anymore. I'm not invested. I really don't give a rip. And so you just, did you finish watching that one? I finished watching that one because it was at the movie theaters and I'd already paid for it. But yeah, I have yet to see the the last one, the, the Last Jedi or the Rise of Sky. I don't even know what it's called. Jeff and McComb hadn't seen it either. Hadn't seen Top Gun Maverick, Jeff and McComb, or hadn't seen... The Last Star Wars. The Last Star Wars. Well, y'all know, I mean, that... I hadn't seen any of the Star Wars. I've seen bits and pieces. I even did so well as for Rhino to give me a Star Wars layout of which way to go. And I did genuinely try. I just didn't click with it. I just couldn't get in the groove of it. And so the earlier ones, I mean, I know if you enjoy it, you appreciate it. It's fine. I would. But the I guess I am now accustomed and and entitled to better graph like um you know, CGI and sort of all of that. And so it's harder to watch, you know, which was that. But because I don't know the storyline and already have like a heart for it. So I don't know if I'll ever watch Star Wars, but it's not out of spite. It's just like, "Ah." whereas just not getting around to it, I haven't watched hardly any of the latest phase of the Marvel movies. 
not because I, I don't like them. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed every Marvel movie I've seen to a certain extent. I just haven't slowed down long enough to get caught up on, was it phase four they're in now? Oh, I didn't know that there were phases, but I like Ant-Man. He's funny. You know, I appreciate when the character can sort of stay the same. I'm still rooting for Doctor Strange to come back and not be so strange. The last one was a little wonky. The multiverse of madness. Yeah, but you do feel like I'm okay with things ending. It's sad, but at some point you've milked the, milked the cow and the cow's tired. And so, you know, like put a bow on it and let's just call it a day. But I get it. As long as there's money to be made, there are films that will continue to or I guess um, franchises that will continue to to give it a give it a go. I mean, the perfect example of that is Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He got his start as Wolverine with the, the dad bod in the mid 90s. And then by the end of it, by the time he got to Logan, he was this jacked up beast of a man and that was considered his last performance as wolverine but apparently now he's coming back to play wolverine in a deadpool movie (gasps) looking forward to the new deadpool movie that right there okay so like that would be like random fact i'm a deadpool fan which would be so out of character for me completely not something that i normally would jive with but it's the humor they he's do hilarious so well he's with perfect. the timing of the humor all right stick with us you got more coming up next you've got sports talk mississippi from three to six we'll be back with you monday at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.